Hey, thank you so much for being here today on SNF Pod. We are so happy to have you. Um, we are just so thrilled. And if you could please introduce yourself a little bit and just tell us what you're all about, that'd be great. Sure. Um, yeah, so where do I start? Uh, I'm Ke. Um, I am the founder of Voila. And uh, I, you know, I'm a, a bit about my background. Like I studied math and astrophysics uh, in college, which has nothing to wow. do with what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. I, I was a scientist, but then I sort of abandoned my passion and started doing something I'm, I guess, yeah. more passionate about. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started Vala like in 2019, but I think I had this idea actually back in 2014. Um, I think that's around where I met Isoki. Um, so the original pen was the unpleasant online shopping experience. You know, like I get inspirations from different people I come across online and I like the convenience of shopping online. Um, but the shopping experience is really cut apart among like social platforms, search engines, and millions of fragmented e-commerce sites. Mm -hmm. Um, and the original idea of this was actually, believe it or not, uh, was from one of the inspiration from the Big Bang Theory. Uh, I, I'm not sure if yeah, you Yeah, yeah, I've watched that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and then that was like back in the, when I was still in college. So more than a decade ago, um, I remember in one episode, the pending, you know, the blonde girl was asking the genius Sheldon to create an algorithm for her to take a photo of a shoe and then instantly find out like where to buy them. So I thought it would it would be a great idea, like if we could just scan through any content and find out all the shopping options right away. And if it could tell us like the best deal among all the options, it could be even better. Mm -hmm. um, so over the years, I just tried to connect the dot and make this like a real business and provide a solution that could benefit more people. Um, you know, then I saw like, brands are paying a lot more on digital marketing these days. Well, you know, most creators, that was still like back in 2019, most creators could hardly monetize their content for a living. And yet, you know, consumers like me are still not happy about online shopping. So, you know, I just thought to myself, hey, like I knew the connection now. And, you know, that was before the pandemic, um, you know, so you know, the pandemic has definitely fueled the growth of social commerce industry. So more than ever, I believe we're doing the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Voila because I feel like just with all of those like to know it apps like that, all of those, I don't know any other names. All I can really think of is like to know it. Um, I'm a little disappointed in them. Uh, like I'll go on and it's sold out. And I love that voila, you know, provides they, your, your software, your, whatever you want to call it, your platform can find alternatives. And it's like, we, it's 2023. We should have had this like a long time ago. Like, I just, I feel like, um, all of these apps, I'm just, they haven't, they haven't caught up with where we are and where we need to be, but, but yours has. Um, so tell us a little bit more about how we can use uh, Voila. Sure. Um, yeah. By the way, I totally agree with your point. Like when I had this idea back in 2014 and 15, you know, every time I got inspired to buying something, I do a little bit of Google search and then I, you know, visit the site. It's sold out or it doesn't have my size. It's just like a pain in the butt. Yep. 
I'd much rather yep. like spend my time in the Saturday afternoon and shopping offline because whatever I see is in stock. But online shopping right. in the US, everything you see, like 80, 90% of the chance is either yeah. out of stock or doesn't have yeah, a site. It's all old links. It's all like, and right. you know, influencers, um, that's not their main job. It's not their main objective. You know, they're busy styling. So right, um, I'm right. just so happy that you invented this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, I, when I had this idea, I also wonder, like, well, someone, you know, smarter than me has probably, like, figured this out, and there got to be a solution in the market. And I searched for it, there's none. And, you know, th that's why I started in 2019. I was like, yeah, five years has passed since I had this idea. Like, I'm just surprised no one has done it. Um, but, I mean, actually, it's, now it's not surprised like why no one has done this is really hard it's really like, hard i can't even imagine yeah we have to work with like thousands of brands and website and make sure we have the data correctly some of the brand like you'll be surprised how some of the fashion brand like their digital ability just so you know falling behind they didn't yeah. even have the correct information about their own yeah. stuff like i yeah. I, I, I i'm sure that you have the experience sometimes yeah. you, you're ready to check out but the very last step you click checkout is oh sorry we're you know we don't have this yep. product anymore yeah yeah so we have exactly. to work with uh, those those, those brands and make sure their data is like all synced up together and we have to watch their data and you know yeah. work on the recommendations so it's exactly. a lot exactly and sometimes you're right it's sometimes their data is not even there it's not even correct you know <laughs> from the actual retailer so yeah. And I would say the probably the most difficult part is that you have the same product. Like say we like Jordan sneaker, for example, that's more like a standard item on every website. It's called the same, like Jordan one or Jordan two with the color. But a lot of fashion products on different websites are coding different names, like a free people floral dress, for example, on Nordstrom, it might call one name. On like a different platform, Macy, it called a totally different name. So we have to apply a lot mm -hmm. of like visual recognition to see, oh, like are those two products at least 99% identical? Then we say, oh, maybe it's just the same product and they're different names. It's so much science that goes into yeah. it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I want to get more into, you know, what voila is and for our audience to understand how important it is. Um, can you tell us what differentiates Voila from other apps? Sure. Um, you know, I will say Voila. I mean, we're trying to build an infrastructure for social commerce in the U.S. format um, and also help creators earn more um, at ease. So what we mean is that in order for social commerce really sprout in the West, like we need to do two things. One is to capture the decentralized social traffic and resources as much as possible. And mm -hmm. the other is activate the commercial value of the content uh, as thoroughly as we can. So we build Voila to do those two things. Um, so for the traffic part, um, Voila is really just a destination page where followers can find everything creators wish to promote, you know, from a blog post to the best product creators are loving this season. It's it just like a link creators can share across all social platforms. And this is actually very similar to like Linktree and a bunch of like companies in the linking, yeah. linking bio format. I'm sure all of you guys know all about it. And this is just for the traffic. 
Um, but to be honest, I, I think like what Linktree is lacking is that, okay, I have all my links in one single page. Now what? I still cannot monetize. Exactly. It's convenient for my followers to see all links, but what's next? Um, that that's actually what we care the most. So you know, for the second part, like more importantly, um, Vala is what we call a smart uh, storefront builder. Um, this can be explained in like two parts: um, the content recognition part and the product recommendation part. So for the content recognition, like from the creator's perspective, um, you know, you can upload any content or sync content from your social channels like Instagram or TikTok. And we will automatically scan through your content and detect all the visual items and then generate the affiliate links automatically for you. So you as the creator, you, yeah. of course, you have the right to add or edit any product um, you wish to connect to your post. Um, but also beside the visual items in the content, like our machine learning algorithm will also try to analyze the scene of the content and suggest like relevant categories of a product just to help you increase your monetization opportunity. Mm -hmm. So for example, like in LA, Santa Monica Beach, uh, on a hot summer day, uh, you might be wearing a bikini and a sunglasses in your post and that's all. But we might also like recommend a sunblock or a hydrating face mask, just in case like it helps. So maybe your followers might be interested in buying them instead of just a sunglasses. Right. Um, and of course, anything we recommend, um, if it's purchased by the followers, you get a commission earning regardless. Um, so that's for the content part and for the product part, like we're building, I think I mentioned earlier, like we're building a huge unified database to support our creator storefront. Um, not only do we suggest relevant product based on your content, um, we also recommend like a large list of similar alternative products at different price points tailored to your shopper. And we think this is actually very common that you can probably relate, like, you know, we often like certain celebrity or influencers lifestyle, but you know, very often we can't afford those styles, but hey, that shouldn't really stop our pursuit of those styles. Mm -hmm. um, so having a, a lot of options is just a way to make sure that everyone finds the right thing. And thus again, to increase the creator's content inspired sales. Um, last but not least, I would say we also like try to update our product catalog by scanning through many online retailers to make sure the products stay purchasable. So, you know, again, yes. if it's out of stock, we just That's make huge. it. Yeah. yeah. As long yeah. as the product's still available on the internet and when it's completely sold out, we will still offer something in similar style. And again, this is actually really common. You, you, you can relate that like the UR, US uh, e-commerce, uh, when you're ready to buy something, you take your credit card, it's sold out, it's so common. And so, again, this is actually largely because the US e-commerce is very, very so fragmented. Yeah. You keep saying US e-commerce. So is this something that China is already very <laughs> strong at and we're missing out? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. So yes. the reason I had this idea back in like 2014 <laughs> and 15 was like, so I came here, uh, I came to the U.S. to study uh, in like 2008 or nine. So I didn't really go home for like seven years straight. When I came here, China was still like a very developing country. Everything, and I think the U.S. was the best. I love just shopping online with a credit card. I think that was the most advanced way of shopping, you know, but in the area. So, but after seven years, the first time I got back to China in like 2015, I was like, whoa, like what happened to this country? Mm -hmm. It just like shocked me. 
people use like mobile pay and I think like one or two e-commerce companies sort of dominating the, the, the e-commerce market. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, you know, people say monopoly is, is not good for the market, but when you have like one or two companies really dominating the market, they're making everything so seamless. Like I can discover a lot of product in this app and I can search in this app. I can just purchase right away this app. I don't ever have to leave this app. <laughs> so that whole shopping experience is like more exciting and more convenient than like a shopping in a, in a big shopping mall because I don't have to deal with like funding a parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I came back to the US, like everything back to normal. I was like, oh, okay. You know, it takes like 30 minutes to actually purchase one thing, whereas in China, it's like no more than five yeah. minutes of yeah. discovery, search, and checkout. Yeah. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I keep making a comparison between oh, US and China. <laughs> no, it's, re it's really interesting. Um, I've never been there, um, but I see it all the time. I'm jealous of the technology, especially online. Oh, just, I think that the way that my generation shops, I think... Gen Z does a lot of influencer shopping. Honestly, it is the way that I shop now. I don't do anything but like look at what other people are wearing and like try to buy it. I'm always on like like to know it or whatever. And I'm really hating on that app right now. So I'm sorry. But it's just I'm so not I'm not impressed with it. And it's like, come on, like we can do better. Let's let's I don't want to spend my Saturday looking for the size or something similar. Like I'm putting in all of the algorithm work that you just described. Like, okay, if it's a ruffle shirt, like, okay, let me think of other search terms, like ruffle shoulder, black shirt, like just try to find the same thing. And it's like, why am I doing yeah. this? It's 2023, like we can do better than this. And I like that, you know, it always is advantageous to, um the the influencer whoever like the creator is that is putting out these images and it's because like you said with the bikini thing like that's true you know someone has clicked on your link that's you're in that's huge for someone right. to even click on it and for that that's such a missed opportunity with these other apps and your app capitalizes on this and how you know okay well you didn't like the bikini, I guess, but we can get you maybe something else that she uses, maybe some things she suggests. And she doesn't even have to like suggest it. It comes from the app and she can like say, oh yeah, like that'd be really great. Like, because people and creators, they don't specialize in, in, right. in this. They specialize in what they specialize in creation and creativity, photography yeah. and creativity and recommendations and things like that. Like, I'm just so excited to see where this app is headed so i don't know if you, you can tell us where you're going <laughs> but i'd love to just hear more about what the future looks like for you sure uh well let me actually depict the future again from china i just like to add one point because sure. the e-commerce scene is quite connected and all in one so the creators and influencers in china are waking way more money from e-commerce compared to That's another how much thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah um you know the the whole infrastructure in china from e-commerce website to like social media website like the tiktok the chinese version of tiktok um th th there's quite a few like uh, social media platform in china 
pretty much all creators, influencers, if they want to make big money, they will always associate themselves with certain like e-commerce brands or a platform. They know like the revenue from commission shares is way more than just like a one-time sponsorship. I think in the US, most of the creators, especially the top ones, they're making most of the revenue from sponsored ads. Um, and the bottom, the micro influencers are pretty much making nothing because most yeah. of brands don't pay or they pay in, in an exchange of uh, like okay, free yeah. products. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, most of the creators in the US, especially that 99% of a micro influencer, they're doing it just as like a hobby, not even a part-time job because it's not enough to make for a living. But if you look at China, all creators, as long as they claim, oh, I'm a creator, I'm an influencer, it's a full-time job for them. They can actually make a sustainable living by just being an influencer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah. So uh, back to your question, like the future, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying to create like a unit. I mean, I can't, I, I don't think at this stage, I can create a very unified e-commerce website like Amazon or like Taobao in China, where like 90% of Chinese people shop in that one single super shopping app. I don't think we're able to do that because um, American e-commerce is already so fragmented. You have one Amazon, but Amazon only takes like 30% of the market share, I think. Um, then you have like hundreds of department stores and thousands of like brands, the official website, Nike.com, Adidas.com. Then like the other day I was reading uh, statistics from Shopify um, just to you know understand how many direct-to-consumer brands we have in the US. You'll be surprised. All the direct-to-consumer brands built on Shopify, that just one platform, there are like 2.7 million wow. in the US. And Shopify is just like only one third of all the direct consumer brand that they're using Shopify to build brand, so you still have like two thirds of a brand that are not counted. So you have like literally millions of brands or new brand, direct to consumer brand in the US. I think it's like almost impossible to convince all of them to join us and right. shop on Wala. So it's difficult to create that, you know, seamless all-in-one shopping experience for the US consumers. I just like, that's so unfortunate, but still, with this fragmented like e-commerce scene, we're still trying to provide this more seamless shopping experience, shop, I mean, discover experience, search experience, and shopping experience for our consumers. So right now we're building this product for our creators where whenever their followers comes in, they can discover more content from these creators, or maybe in the future, we can add more creators in this platform. So when you go into one creator's platform uh, page, not only you will see her content, you will see other people's content, and you'll be able to search for content, um, search for product, and just purchase everything right away. Right. That's kind of the, 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 the roadmap we're trying to uh, you know, achieve. Okay. Yeah. And you're, you're partnering with more brands as you become more visible. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. I mean, the, the I, I think the end goal is just for any consumer, once you like something, you see something, you should be able to purchase right away instead of going through like four or five different platforms trying to search for it. We're trying to save you the headache for that. Exactly. I think a lot of people don't, realize how behind we are on this and like <laughs> I mean it, it's become a part of my life like trying to search online for for things 
um, you know, that an algorithm or a, a search engine or an app doesn't pick up for me. Um, yeah. And that's really such a missed opportunity. And you're right, you know, as we go into this huge boom of just influencer domination and like just more to come, I feel like, you know, obviously China is ahead of us in that, but can you see, can you see us becoming more of that? Can you see this big boom coming of people really making a lot of money um, through the commissions? And do you think that we'll, we'll get there? Yeah, definitely. So I went to, uh, it's called um, affiliate, uh, sorry, yeah, AS, affiliate ASW, it's called uh, Affiliate Summit West in Las Vegas, like back in January. Uh, one of the key conversation all the industry leader was talking about is that nowadays they're seeing more brands are working in, with influencers with kind of like a hybrid model. Like previously, 90% of them were just like one-time payment. Hey, I pay you $500, I pay you $1,000, create a post, and that's it. No tracking, no monitoring of how the you know conversion or the ROI. But I, I guess because the economy is not going great, uh, so a lot of brands actually switch to a more hybrid. So sure, I'll pay you maybe like 200 upfront, but you you will be earning like 10% commissions if you know, for any sales you drive. I think that hybrid model can create a lot of opportunities for influencers. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I actually I think this is great for especially for small influencers um, because usually small influencers has no bargaining power with brand. They can negotiate like a pretty high upfront payments. So usually they can pay nothing, but hey, if they're really able to inspire their followers to shop something, you know, 10% commission rate, if they can sell like a hundred orders of this, I think the commission is actually more than the one-time payment for a lot of small influencers. True. Yeah. True yeah, thank you. I also just wanted to ask, um, as we kind of wrap up here, just what's it like being the CEO of a, of a, fashion tech company <laughs> um well i know this is a podcast so oh, people yeah. can't really see me but you can <laughs> see my gray hair <laughs> i'm not even that old but yeah i think the last <laughs> three four years my hair is really turning gray and white <laughs> that i think that should tell you everything <laughs> it's not easy funny yeah and actually I, you know that's actually a good question so i just like to add one more you know while we're building this tool for creators i also realized that most creators are so-called influencers uh, it doesn't matter if you're a micro influencer or a nano influencer with only a couple of a thousand followers you know we do not live a fancy life you know you will think like a creator uh, you know, all their content looks so amazing. Like a CEO sounds like, oh, wow, he's rich. But no, like, I think being a creator is just like being a, a entrepreneurship, an entrepreneur. Like you show people the best side of you, but you really have to work really hard when you're not on camera. So, you know, to make a living out of it, it just adds extra pressure and, and anxiety. So, you know, the more we do this, the more we want to support creators to grow and we want to build a union for, I don't know, unions, the, the, the good word for this, but, you know, we want to build this for, for creators so that they can work on their own terms and be compensated for what they deserve. Um, you know, in my opinion, creators are not just other format of ads, you know, they're people. So they produce genuine, authentic content. And that's something we should really cherish and preserve. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you.
Yeah. So um, thank you so much, Kut, for being on SNF today. I really love your app and I'm so excited for the future. Um, to my audience, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed having this guest on today. I really loved listening to him and it's hard not to be inspired. So um, thank you so much, Ka. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye -bye. <laughs>